0: Hi everybody, this is uh, Ted Deutsch, and uh, we are the American Israelite newspaper and Let There Be Light podcast. I am one of your hosts and I'm here with my other co-host.
1: I'm Julie Babs Bernson-Brook.
0: Babs, the, uh, the well you, actually you have a new nickname now which is the Mother-in-Law, mother-in-law from, from Hell. Hell <laughs> which I've <laughs> named her and then we also have a special guest here in the studio,
2: I thought all mothers, mother-in-laws were from hell. <laughs> no, no,
0: some of them are actually very, mine is very nice, my second, my second one, very nice, very nice. Anyway, John Marks is here with us, um, the previous owner of the bagel shop, and we have on Zoom today. I want to correct
2: that, the bagel shop owned me, I never owned a bagel shop.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, we have <laughs> Rabbi Andrew Kaplan, goes by Drew Kaplan, he is the chaplain at uh, Cedar Village uh, uh
1: retirement home, home
0: right, in
1: Mason, right, Ohio. Right, right. And today is today is Wednesday, December 23rd and right. and this will go um, recorded today, but right. it actually is for the newspaper which is Thursday, December 24th. Right. Today is the 8th of Tevet. Tevet. Tevet,
0: Tevet, Tevet. 5781
1: and right. tomorrow will be the 9th of Tevet,
0: which is well, for secular reasons, would be Christmas Eve.
1: Christmas. I always get confused on Christmas. Yeah. It's it's really a confusing what what the eve Why? and the day are.
0: Oh, so you have Christmas Eve tomorrow, right. And then Christmas Day. So it's on air the 25th. of Christmas tomorrow, right? Air of Christmas, right? It's right. Air but of to Christmas. us, it's just another day, but uh, you know, it's a secular holiday, <laughs> right?
1: And I've kind of loosened yeah. up this year. When people have said to me, "Merry Christmas," I've been a little bit easier this year. than instead of going like making a face or a snarky, well, I eat. always
0: say, "Happy Hanukkah!" Right back to them.
1: Well. I, you know, I used to, I, I've done that in the past. Happy, I,
0: happy Kwanzaa.
1: Or said happy holidays back then, but you know I what? happy holidays. This is a, this is a, is a difficult year for people. everyone. I don't want to make anyone unhappy this year or stress them out.
0: So well, what I just, good is that? You make me unhappy and stressed <laughs> out every time we do a show. What well, are you talking about? At the
2: bagel shop, people would always say happy Hanukkah to me, and I had no no problem with right? that I thought it was great. Happy Hanukkah. And I'm right? a Gentile.
1: And <laughs> it's also Festivus.
0: Now, see, like, I, that's, it's, we are still celebrating Festivus. This is the official Festivus time of years today, I think. And
1: you've got your Festivus Yes, maps. I have
0: my Festivus. So that's a they- funny story. It doesn't say Festivus because the F got cut off. When they sew, sewn it, they and the S, you off. it says Happy Estivus. Estivus, yeah. <laughs> it's like Happy Estivus. <laughs>
1: and for anyone who's unfamiliar, this is from the episode 10 of season 9 of Seinfeld. Oh, I
0: didn't know that's the exact date. Yes, I have done my uh, research. have uh, done your research. It's you? called The
1: Strike. The actual name uh, of that, is, that episode was The Strike, and it had to do with you enter, it was a Hanukkah party. Okay. And uh, then it went into that Kramer it, had gone on. Working at H and H Bagels, right?
0: Or something he had like gone that. on and he's strike. Like stri- yeah, he struck. Well, and he'd been striking for like ten years, right? And then they like, called off the strike, and he went back to work at H. And then he gets, didn't he? Like he, he the was final chewing gum. Scene, right, it was the like final chewing gum, and, th- and it- the gum falls into the dough. That's <laughs> exactly
2: right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So yeah. And and the other thing I, I wanna correct from uh, and there was the pretty ugly girl that in one light she's pretty oh, and the yeah, next yeah, light yeah, she's yeah, ugly. Yeah, 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 which yeah. I thought she looked nice both ways, but I guess mm-hmm. they they no, made she it out there.
0: No, when she was in that dark light, it was like scary. Yeah, it, it she, didn't. she was a little scary looking. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't want her to see her in the dark.
1: And speaking of girls, I wanna correct <laughs> something that I keep saying. We have we've been having a few visits from Alexa and I've been calling her Alexis and I've been corrected oh, 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 that her okay. name is Alexa. So oh, okay. when she comes to visit us I want if I call her Alexis it's just by mistake. I do know she's Alexa.
0: Well, so we want to talk to Rabbi Drew who is with us on Zoom today.
1: And you know, and, it's uh, it's must be a, a difficult time when we just yeah. now hooked up with you on the phone. You were dealing with a, another resident that you've lost. Right, so right. you've come into this job. Yeah. When did you begin this job, yeah, Rabbi? Yeah.
3: May twentieth. So I've been here for seven months now,
1: and the entire time it's been COVID. So you don't know what a normal life as the chaplain (laughs) at Cedar Village is like. And um,
3: so, my normal. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. I hear people telling me describing what the pre-COVID existence of Cedar Village was, and it's it's an entire. It seems like a fantasy. It's It's such a different existence.
0: Right, well, yeah, it, it totally. I used to go out there every, up until March 6th, which was the day before my birthday. My mom's birthday is March 1st, and uh, mm-hmm. I was born March 6th and then 7th. And she, she I went there <laughs> on Friday the 6th to have lunch. So I would go there like almost every single Friday. Um, and I'd go upstairs, I'd get a carry out from the kosher uh, kitchen, and I'd get a carryout, and I'd go upstairs, and I'd sit with my mom and her friend, uh, Mrs. Ehudin, and then Kitty Blower, and then there was maybe somebody else there. Every Friday. And there'd be other people that are in the other tables, and I, we were just kibitz. And then the people that worked there were, you know, very nice, uh, very accommodating. And that all ended after March 6th, because that was when, a couple of days later, it was like the 12th, I think it was like March 12th or so, when, or 13th, when the wine said everything got shut down, and I I was there about maybe about uh, about three weeks ago. Yeah, and you had to you had to have your temperature taken when you go in, and you, uh, I was wearing a mask, and they also had to give you. They gave me a shield, which I have in the car. Mm-hmm. You have to have the shield, um, and it's totally different. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, but I was thinking about you because. I know that you guys are going to be getting those vaccines, I would think, within the next couple weeks, I would think at Cedar Village.
1: So what is it? We're
3: scheduled scheduled to get them January 7th for the first round and then hopefully by the end of the month for the second round. Oh, that's really
0: wonderful. That's going to change everything.
3: And
1: how many residents do you have at Cedar Village right. right now?
3: So I don't know total numbers off the bat, but for Jewish numbers, we have between 85 and 90 total Uh, both assisted living and the skilled nursing side.
0: And I had one more question. Do you, I gave you a batch of calendars. Do you need any more calendars? We still have some
3: calendars left over. Um, I'm happy to take them. Okay. Okay. Definitely recipients here for them. Okay.
0: I'll get them to you. I'll get them out there. Okay. That's good. I wanted to ask you, I had some, extra. I was thinking about you.
1: So let's talk about how you got Great. to Cedar Village. Right, so I right. understand because I do listen occasionally to your podcast that you are originally from Columbus, Ohio.
3: Yep, I'm an Ohio native.
1: So tell us your journey from right, right. Columbus to Cincinnati. How? Where, what were the steps you took? I'm to get here.
3: So I, I, after graduating high school, I started and then ultimately finished at Indiana University. With since with in between, I went to Yeshiva University a couple semesters, and the third third semester in Israel at Yeshiva through Yeshiva University, and then I graduated mid year and went back to Israel studying more Yeshiva, and then returned stateside to New York City, where I spent really great uh, years of my life at Yeshiva Kollel Torah, where I attended rabbinical school. <laughs> uh, it was very sad when I graduated because I wanted to start all over, but apparently mm-hmm. that's not something to do there. <laughs> so I went out into the world to pursue the rabbinate and. I spent eight and a half years in Southern California and Long Beach, California. And I spent uh, most of that time as a campus rabbi working with both uh, young, with both students at universities, as well as young adults with Moise house and so forth. And then we came out to Cincinnati almost two and a half years ago. Driven by the more affordable real estate. Every time we came back to visit my folks, my wife would look at the prices and say, this is something we can do. California has very different real estate prices than Ohio.
1: So, so when um, you came yeah, back... And,
3: and then on top of that, it's less than a maybe an hour and a half drive from my parents in yeah. central Ohio. About, so. Yeah,
0: an hour and a half. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. So you came back to Cincinnati and you helped grow the modern Orthodox community as director of community engagement. of moved to Cincinnati, which is very interesting because you also have a real estate license.
3: So the my work with move to Cincy where I where I served for six and a half months prompted me to get into get that real estate license because part of the job not only just encouraging and recruiting uh mono-orthodox families to move but also helping them find homes and I knew nothing about any any buying homes or anything like that so I said you know wouldn't it help me do that job of recruiting and helping them into town by getting that license now ultimately that position disappeared but I. Still continued and got my license. Yeah, so, yeah,
4: right,
1: right. And then you're married and you have a, a son and three daughters.
3: Mm-hmm. And yep. your
1: wife is involved at UC Hillel. Is that correct? Do I have that information correct?
3: That's correct. She is the executive director at the Cincinnati
1: Hillel. Okay, and then Very Very and then good. so you you finished with move to Cincinnati and then you found Cedar Village because the previous it was Cantor. Uh, right, Katzenau. Right, 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 Actually, she was my mother-in-law. Was in Cedar Village up until a year ago. This past summer, um, when she passed mm. away, and and Kat, she really was very fond of Cantor right, Katzenow, right, right. and who actually did her funeral for us. So okay. it was like well, I was, a, I was yeah. at that
4: funeral. Yes, you were at the that funeral. Was the way
0: I came. Yeah.
1: Yes, right. that was very nice. It was. It was a hundred and some degrees yes, that it was day, and we told some people degrees. not to come out to a yeah. hundred. Well, I didn't some know, I didn't
0: know that not to come until I got there. Then you were like, oh. I told no people not. I just I didn't even I never. The only got the reason message. we told
1: them not to is because it was so, so hot. hot. It, doesn't it doesn't was so me. hot.
0: I, I'm so used to heat. Yeah. and uh, I'm used to cold. It too. was
1: an unbelievable. <laughs> heat. I could take
0: the heat, baby. If you
2: couldn't, you wouldn't be able to run the Israelite. I, I know. I take
0: the heat all day long. <laughs> so
1: in Cedar Village right now, it's it's rather sad because I I do keep in touch with one of my mother in law's friends and they've been in their room since March. Right, right, right. How right. how do you as the chaplain help them get through this this isolation?
3: So, well, I, I do want to say there have been various times where they, I would say it's like a spectrum. Sometimes they're more restricted to their rooms and sometimes less so. There was actually an, a really like a three week window in August in which there were some socially dist- distanced programs. The assisted living dining room was open and there were visits. There were also visits in June outdoors for assisted living side. Uh, but Unfortunately, we've had a continuous just uh, string of outbreaks, whether it's residents or staff, Right. And, and to the various governmental regulations. So, camp right, right. Uh, programming, AL dining, visitation. So, but sometimes even even when they don't have those, they are allowed on the grounds to just walk around, yeah. get fresh air. Upon if someone has COVID, especially if they're in assisted living, then they do have to stay, you know, stick to their rooms. Or if there's a ongoing
0: outbreak, but yeah. Well so varying you know, a month uh, you know that vaccine which starts up January seventh there and then they twenty get, the twenty first they'll get the a second
1: gift. one. But so, then you have to wait a number of weeks. Is that not true, Rabbi, before it's they know totally. are they are they going to test them for antibodies afterwards to see who has the antibodies or is it just I gonna assume the that, that
3: they're we'll problem. see we'll yeah. see what happens and how yeah. it transpires. I don't expect this vaccine to work like a silver bullet that once everybody gets it. I think there may be people around who have, who are anxious about it because it hasn't right. been, had a lot of time to be tested. And the, oh, the flu would, vaccine would. this year, the residents got it like a month, month and a half before the staff did. So I'm hoping that we get, we get it at the same time as the residents. I
0: would, I would think so. You know, if, if they have like, you know, 300 people, they'll get, you know, 600 doses and then just... Well, it has to be stored. It has to be kept frozen.
1: So, Rabbi, um, not only are you the chaplain at Cedar Village, but you have a you have a side life. Um, you're a drinker. Mm-hmm. You're a Jewish drinker, and in um, you're pour <laughs> a solid you know, drink. We're all going to have a drink, and we're going to have a la'chayim. <laughs> so, um, I, I, the few that's times that,
0: that's enough for me, right there. Oh, few, yeah.
1: <laughs> the podcast that I had listened to. One of the podcasts I was I, I called you. I told you I was very impressed with. Because there was a, you and another rabbi were discussing whether or not the vats could be um, reused, I believe is what the story was, depending on whether they had had a kosher wine or a not kosher wine. Yeah. And I have to tell you, you held your own on that conversation. It was interesting. So Thank if you. it
0: was a kosher, then it would be fine to use another kosher, but how would you know if it was kosher or not kosher?
1: Uh, and th- was that the, arg- was that question. the discussion that t- I want to say an argument? It was a discussion, yeah. like right, you would have discussion. a rabbinical argument between right. someone and you were, it was two different rabbis had two different opinions and you were of the opinion that if it was properly handled, that you followed the mm-hmm. rabbi that believed that. And the other gentleman believed the other thing. And that's when I decided uh, not to buy his liquor.
3: <laughs> I'm check my podcast. There is actually a rabbinic statement in the Talmud that wine was only created, uh, a to re- recompense sinners, but also to comfort mourners. So there's it's, it's deep in the rabbinic Jewish tradition that wine has a has a purpose in comforting people who've uh, experienced death. So I um, yeah, so to provide context, yeah, I started up the Jewish Dream, uh show in September 2019, and uh, it's been 15 months, and I've published 55 episodes of it, and they're roughly half hour episodes that I've published both in video and podcast formats, and the one you watch was with the bourbon rabbi. So he is in Kentucky, the state right to our South and he certifies various bourbons and other whiskeys as kosher. Huh. And we, we got into a little bit of a disagreement based on various rabbinic texts. Uh, the funny thing is the I think it was, yeah, the very next episode I had on another rabbi and we went through this particular topic. Yes. of age, what's, what's, it, There's a question of aging either beer or whiskey in, and containers that had previously held Gentile wine. And so uh, he was. I mean, non, non-mavushal,
0: non-mavushal.
3: Just not even kosher wine, just okay. absolutely Gentile. Wine. And so, that, I, I mean, I have, so we have our different takes, our different reads on these various uh, Jewish. Right, and right. Things.
1: And I believe so you've also what, handled people who have addictions to alcohol on your podcast.
3: Okay. Right. So that's something that I wanted to have a lot of, uh, I've had a, I've so far successfully had one uh, talking about alcoholism in the Jewish community. It was I'm a female excited. rabbi. And I think there's yeah, she's a reform rabbi in the Chicago area and I'm I'm very I really want to have more. I really I think it's a very important topic for the Jewish community and and I, I when I so, see it, it Ju, drinking is you can't talk about drinking without also out talking without talking about the extreme which is alcoholism. Right. And so I think it's a very important, actually, the very day that I announced on, like, the Facebook that I created this website, a lot of people said, well, you have, like, what about alcoholism, Alcohol you have a page, a dedicated page, talking about alcoholism and offering resources to people. It's so, wonderful. What is I think the- it's, uh, how
1: many Jews in Kentucky are involved, and you just had oh, wow. um, the woman, New
3: Molly Lewis from New Rift.
1: Yes, and she keeps.
3: Yeah, she's, a, she, she's Jewish, Jewish. I know, she's, right? I know she's not only the yeah. sales director, but also the daughter of the founder of New Rift. Ken, right.
0: Ken, yes. Ken Lewis. Ken Lewis Ken Lewis is Jewish. Owned party this source.
1: Party source. So right,
0: Ken Lewis is Jewish. In fact, I dropped off a a calendar to him and to them, uh, so they have a calendar.
1: And we've also learned yeah. because of both your podcast and we've talked to Matt's ba- uh, bakery about it yes. when you sell. The hummets during
0: oh right right during right, Passover right, right. I have learned
1: a lot so
0: well would so no. if Ken Lewis has the to he sell, did it too he, he his, his daughter hummets?
1: said they did it too yeah oh, really? yeah they did it too um, so these are all amazing. you know because that's, yeah, so
0: that's made out of grain and that would be definitely hummets
1: right so
3: yeah so that's one of the one of the differences between a lot of the Scotch distilleries are not owned by Jews but many of the bourbon distilleries are Jewishly owned oh so really? it's much more of a concern. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about Pappy Van Winkle, my favorite? Um, that's a good question. I don't know which company ultimately owns it. I right. know Buffalo is Jewishly owned. Really? Uh, there are a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Goldring, uh, like Jeffrey oh. Goldring or something like that owns the Sazerac company and they own a lot of different distilleries and
0: that's that's really interesting I never knew yeah that.
1: yeah you telling you you know you listen to these podcasts and I right. listen to a lot of them right, right, from right. different varieties of right. things you learn things you wouldn't normally hear and I and that's why it's why I said when I walk the dog I listen to the Dafyomi every day and I right, learned right. there's so many things I've learned that so be the
0: the the princess Bella right. who's Gonna have a date with Corky pretty soon. Told you
1: she doesn't mix with the riffraff. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't mix <laughs> with yeah, the yeah She's riffraff. gonna have
3: a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, Buffalo Trace. So they they're Jewishly owned, and usually their their whiskeys are problematic as far as Passover. But just this year, they released for the very first time. They hope to do it in future years. Huh. A special like it's. They sold all the whiskey to a gentile in the company, huh. and then they bought back from him after Passover. Yeah. And so they've marketed, they have three different labels that, that are technically kosher under the oh. Buffalo Trace. Yeah, huh. yeah, it's interesting.
1: Well, Rabbi, this has been really interesting, yeah, and fantastic. we're so honored to have you as our our third Zoom interview. It's been wonderful. And I wish you oh, we well in the he next needs to couple come months. Back. We need right. to have
0: him come back. We're gonna have
1: you come back, and I'll I'll bring yeah. more of the Manischewitz blackberry so we can enjoy it. And we will do this after COVID when we're all right. vaccinated.
0: Well, like he like after the shots, maybe like in February, and give us an update on how the residents did and the staff did, and then maybe
1: for Purim because that's a drinking holiday and that would be appropriate. There, that's
0: let's the week before Purim. Yes, we let's want put him to, down come, as a guest. Yeah, you have come back right right <laughs> before Purim
1: and we want to a pour him we want to wish you and good, the residents of Cedar Village some a good health in this new secular year yes. and um, and hope that this vaccine works and that you can reopen and have visitors and go back and that you can see yeah. what the other normal is at Cedar right. Village go
3: back to normal is there actually a normal yeah, yeah. yeah
2: there yeah
3: right is there all right a and l'chaim to that thank
1: Alrighty. you
0: Alrighty. thank
3: you
1: again it's been wonderful bye bye rabbi all right thank you
0: So to start our uh, top stories of the week is uh, the Jewish Foundation elects two new trustees and pays tribute to Mike Ostriker and J. David Rosenberg, who are cycling off of the Jewish Foundation. Uh, The Jewish Foundation, because of COVID, is not having a meeting this year. So what they're doing is they're utilizing the American Israelite to conduct their public meeting. And uh, so you have the top story of the week is their meeting, and then if you go All to the, the— paperwork. Right, go to the heart of the paper, starting on page—hold on, is it 11? Well, or? and
1: the one thing we have to remind is that uh, newspapers are the source of uh, public information. Adjection. So that is a good—this is a good vehicle for them to send this information out.
0: So it starts on page 11. Uh, 11, 12, 13 is uh, their report to the community— and then also the uh, where they who they you know every, the, right, where J, all the money goes to right and, and but uh, we
1: want also uh, welcome and thank we're going to thank Mike O'Striker and Jay David Rosenberg for their year of, of years of services years of service
4: years, years. to the yeah. Jewish
1: Foundation right. and also to welcome Walter Solomon and Sandy Kaltman right, to the board right, and right. that Walter Solomon he looks like this actor he's a, he looks like an actor i'm going to get the actor's name next week and and huh. he does look like this actor. So um, okay. we're very, very fortunate to have these people in our community and uh, helping us right. to make sure that, that the Jewish Foundation is able to allocate. And I, I like the one statement on the front page that said, in this un- year of unprecedented public health, economic, and social crises, our goal has been to serve as a trusted resource to support our community as well as weather the storm. And this was from Brett Collar, the, the president.
0: Right, right. So... so this is a
1: lengthy article, but you yeah, should really read it. you should read,
0: read, read that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very important. And it's very important to the community. So right. um, then that story finishes up on the top of page three. And, and we
1: uh, want to remind everyone that starting January 23rd to February 18th at the Mayerson JCC, it's the Jewish Israel and Film Festival that's going to be virtual. I wonder if you'll be able to pick what time you can watch the movie if they're only on a certain time, because always the oh, problem right, for us right, was right, the evening right, and right. getting right. up early the next morning. <laughs> so... Uh, Yes. And then also a public service announcement once again for Hot Bagels that Mark's Hot Bagels will be closed on Friday, December twenty fifth, and on Friday, January first. So if you need a challah or baked goods,
2: Go plan early. ahead. Right, right. Plan Go ahead. Early. You, John,
1: yeah. when you were the owner, did you close for Christmas and New Year's Day?
2: Actually, I didn't for years, and uh, I talked to Rabbi like Sharstein, and uh, he suggested that I do, and my wife would push the issue that I should because being a Gentile and and Easter and uh, really actually uh, most of the Jewish people complimented and said it was a good thing. I had no, nobody, nobody complained. Nobody said anything about it. And
0: a lot, every place, a lot, you know. I mean, the gas just the Chinese places
2: stay open, so you have a place to eat. That's
0: right,
2: (laughs) and the movie theaters, so you have a place to go. This year,
0: there's no movie
1: theater. In fact,
2: that's what most of them said. Well, you're not a Chinese restaurant, and you're not a movie theater. We don't need you. Well, I
0: have (laughs) a couple buddies that every January 1st, we either play disc golf on January 1st or we play uh regular golf on, uh, yeah, depending on the weather, yeah, right, depending on the weather, and if it's 40 degrees is really the cutoff. If it's over 40 or around 40, you can play. If you have long jo- – you know, if you layer up.
2: I don't think you'll play, Chris, uh, the 25th this year. It's supposed to be 21 to 25. Yeah, it's which to be upon very what cold. You, this, it's, it's, we're, we're supposed it, to get
0: so. a cold front coming in tonight or right. tomorrow, I think. And
2: it's supposed to be very cold yeah. the 25th.
0: But, uh, yeah. So, life goes on.
1: Um, In the Think, Field Grow from Shmuel Reichman, um, it's very interesting. He is – He's he's talking about um, uh, issues and challenges in our life, and he does talk about sibling rivalry. And then when you go later on to the parsha of the week from Rabbi uh, Rishkin,
4: right.
1: he also is talking about sibling rivalry. And okay. it's it, it, they, both of these columns are very complimentary. If you're interested in. In following some Judaica in the Israelite newspaper, right. so I want to put that out there for people to catch up on those. Two we articles. also want to
0: point out that we just do like a, a overview of what the stories are for the week. You have to actually right. go to the actual physical newspaper and read it, or contact us and get a subscription, and we will get you. You know,
1: you know, and then in our national news, and I know you right. love it when I bring up. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because your Hanukkah gift was going to be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
0: That's still on that slow boat boat from from China. Yes, Yes. yes. and
1: they keep sending me these. I keep writing. (laughs) I you know I want my money back. Where is the holiday is over already? You know, by a week. Where is my Hanukkah? But uh, what's nice is that Rutgers is having a residence hall named after Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and. It's a a nice uh, honor for her because actually that dormitory had one point been part of the law school. And I I know how much this means to you to always include her as much as we can in our conversations.
0: So two men spray a swastika onto a Brooklyn yeshiva. And this was uh, recently on December 19th. And um, it happened at the Mesilas Bias Yakov in South Slope neighborhood of New York. Which is never good. No.
1: And, you know, and, and speaking of what's going on on page 7, we said, would you like to be a guest on our podcast? And right. we are on to, like, our, a number of guests Which we have, I- and we've got a whole, almost a whole year lined up now where we're going to follow the theme of the newspaper, the American Israelite Themes, and have guests.
0: So... No, well, we've come a long way. I mean, since we started doing this podcast till today, I mean, we've grown a lot. We've gotten a lot better, right? Yeah. We're a lot more professional than we were to begin with. We know what we're doing now. And we have special guests.
2: Julie's come. always been professional. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and speak actually, for your, the,
2: speak for yourself. And
1: this week, for the first time, we we Bluetooth the Zoom. So yes, we are yes. learning we're, something
4: we're, every and week. And actually, we
0: also have that, we can hook up a phone. So we can hook up your phone. We can Bluetooth. Figure out how to do that, and then we can call people and then do it. This this machine, we've it's the taken us a while to figure cancer. out how to do it all. But it's really,
4: a, and a thanks great to Melissa. She's yeah.
1: wonderful. She's yeah. really wonderful, Melissa House. Your production.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So on page, uh, so page eight. Yeah. We have two interesting articles. First of all, that Florida license plate, Florida right. stands with Israel. License plate has come through. I have to a- ask you: Would you be comfortable driving around that said you stand with Israel? I, I would be. A, I mean, I'm normally not afraid, but I- I'm afraid for my car paint. Like someone would want to. You know, because when you have political well, stickers, you okay. can very often expect them I, to be uh, ripped off.
2: I live in northern Kentucky. Supposedly out in uh, Florence, there's supposed to be a, a, a church that is a white supremacist church. Right. And with the Proud Boys. And 99% of the time, if it's, I wear uh, the Israel, what's it called? Uh, Star, the David. David. Oh. No, Star David. No, I wear the jacket, the uh, defense okay. fund. Oh, uh, I IDF. wear that all the IDF. time, IDF uh, uh, jacket right, all right, the time, right. and I get more compliments, when I. nobody says too much. Yeah. Uh, and I have signs on my car that would indicate a, uh, that, I'm, <laughs> that I'm extremely conservative probably. Right, right. And just once in a while, I have a little problem with that. But I, the jacket, I've never had any trouble with. Nobody's ever said anything. Well, to, well. I don't so know if it's because I look mean or because <laughs> I'm bald and they don't know what to do, or I don't know.
0: We had you a know. question we've been... Going through of getting a new sign for the front of the building, and um, so we went back and forth and back and forth. What should we put up for the sign? Because the city of Sharonville demands that if the business is not longer in business after six months, you have to get a new sign. Right, and I
1: thought it was a good cover to have that this was a flower shop or something.
0: Exactly. I then, I just
2: I okay. I think you should put up the American Israel Light out. No. And, I no, do. No. I, I no, do. Absolutely
0: not. No. Yeah, no. I do. And, and so we went back and forth on, the, do we put the American Israelite and then the address? Or how about a Star David?
2: You or could do that because I don't think okay. most people know okay. what it is. All
0: right, so AI, yeah. or AI and then the address?
1: Artificial intelligence, that would be.
0: And, and I settled with an American flag with the address. Okay. Because
1: I think that's better. It's it's, it's not neutral, it's neutral
0: and people might think this is like the VFW when they see that American flag they'd be like, "Oh, I was a veteran." I, and we get people to stop in, you know, once in a while like, "Oh, who what is, you know, who are you people?" and they think we're still the it's you know the uh the Nate Garden Center. And I also
2: they, do think you'd be very surprised how many people respect Israel that are not Jewish. I know uh, that, I th- but I'm just kind of concerned more
0: with if, you know, For the people that work here, if somebody shows up and they're not of. uh, When I I was
2: at the bagel shop, we had threats. Yeah. We even had I a don't, bomb I don't, I don't want
0: to. It's know, just I,
1: not worth it. I think that I, I, it's just I not worth you. it.
0: I, I voted so for going, it. It's yeah, It's just, worth just not it. worth I it. So going back to, to
1: Florida, you know, would you, you know, they said that right. they won't make the plate until there are 3,000 applications. So 3,000 people have to be strong enough in their convictions, which I understand is something That's that is actually lot. written in one of the DAF right. was I was listening to talked about that. You have to, you know, put it out there. your If your convictions are strong and you believe that, but the fact is that will it make a safety issue for these people? people who are driving or I, worry I, about I, their I, car payment. Yeah.
0: I mean, I,
2: ha- I happen to be a Catholic who believes the Vatican should be in Israel.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. It should move the Vatican to Israel. It should have been started really? in Israel. Yeah. Well, so
2: Rome was, Rome was the one that killed every, all the Christians. It had nothing to do with. So I,
0: I, 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 there's a lot of Christians, Catholics, people that believe in Christ. That are big, big supporters of Israel.
1: Because they believe the second coming, the Messiah will show up when all the Jews go to
0: Israel and then the Messiah is coming. So I think.
2: Not change your religion, just go to Israel.
0: Okay, so I think that there will be more non Jews that get these plates than people that are Jewish. I
2: hope I so. Agree, I agree with you, actually. I hope you know, so. I, I, you know, you know I, I do, it's kind of a reverse psychology yeah, kind of thing. It, I think I do agree with yeah. you,
1: actually. Well, a lot of the evangelistic it people do give a lot of be, money to Israel, because, again, because, yes. because of the belief of the Messiah. Right, and, and,
2: right, and, and, right, and, and right, in northern Kentucky, I'm amazed how many people say, oh, that jacket's nice. Oh, you know, yeah. And they, it says on it, you know what it looks Israel like. It says, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a
1: good chance the Messiah is coming January 31st of this year.
0: How did you, where did that come from? I heard. Is that when the babies do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, that, that's a nice thing. You have to look. You're looking towards having the Messiah. Yeah, I'm looking. We just figured it's already, <laughs> and he'll come back. You yeah. know, so if he shows up, we're not going to fight.
1: Messiah, <laughs> well, well,
0: that would be your buddies at Habad, or yeah, you know. they're waiting. They think, no, they think. That Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi was, was and is the Messiah.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. Rebbe right. Steerson. He's already come. He's so already been
0: here. Another
1: interesting story about a...
2: I had his picture at the bagel shop, by the way. You I
1: did. Know. I remember I that. Can still see it. So on national news also, inter, on international news, um, this Ukrainian mayor, no. uh, he was only 61 years old. He has died of COVID. My. But you got to read the story. I mean, talking about Cincinnati city council being corrupt, this guy was pretty corrupt. You know, it's not, it's not so much like technically corrupt, but he gave himself a big boost in salary. He was backing someone that, that had to be run out of office. Uh, but he's a Jewish guy, and unfortunately, and may his memory it, it, be a blessing, he was 61 when he died of COVID. My, but-
2: my most humble opinion is if you checked Kentucky or any state, you're going to find crooked politicians who get the money. And John Dean, who was in charge, was way back with Nixon. Nixon. He, do you remember what he said? He said, "You can. I came to politics to be honest, to do a good job. So much money, so much corrupt, so much stuff comes on. I fed, fed into it. Yeah, you know, it is. And it's, it's hard. To, I think it's hard to get into those things, you know, and not."
0: What's going on with uh, Sittenfeld and all
4: yeah, of the He Haster Well, they
1: replaced both of them with Republican can, uh, Republican people. One was, the, uh, Sittenfeld, Sittenfeld was Felt actually, a yes, huh? he's, no, he was Democrat, but they had Judge Winkler was the one that gets to pick, uh, and so he picked, and he actually. Um, Liz Keating. Keating, Keating. Liz he Keating. picked Liz Keating, okay. who is a, a a granddaughter of the famous William, Keating, yeah. William, yeah. But anyway, going back to this, Kern is. That, getting, weren't
2: some of the Keatings a little questionable? I don't, I don't know. know.
1: This Gennady Kern is, um, he actually had been shot once, too, right. and he was recovered in Israel. So it's a, it's a good article. I, I, I recommend that one. Um, and then also on page 9, there is this Polish Holocaust survivor's family wins a lawsuit for land illegally sold. This also reminds me of the Klempt case, where the art piece uh-huh. of art. So a very similar story of a family who has to uh, fight for what was theirs before. Okay.
2: I had a run-in years ago. When I first started, before I actually owned it, with the original owners that they used to make people take numbers. And some ladies that were in the Holocaust did not like the fact they took numbers. And they complained to me, so I took the numbers, threw them away.
1: (laughs) That was thoughtful and kind. And
2: the original owners got a little mad at me. And I said, well, it's going to look funny if you fire me. And I'm a Gentile, and uh, (laughs) they were Jewish, and uh, I'm sticking up. And I, I actually always... Got along with them. I, even when they came in the store, I said, they're my heroes, not football players, not baseball players, basketball. The survivors were. Yeah.
0: So uh, Israel News, uh, Israel's chief rabbi makes history with visit to the UAE. That's yeah. historic. It's uh, nice. And uh, so that's coming from all the different peace treaties that are now cropping up in agreements of uh, cooperation that are coming up across the uh, Middle East. Um, then we get into the Jewish Foundation of Cincinnati. Your Centerfold
1: this week is all right. Jewish Foundation. and I, I again recommend everyone no, check it out and see how the allocations well, you are going.
0: Read it yeah and um, and then see where they spend their money because this basically is community money and uh, but they do a good job. Um, good
1: you're here, John, because Bill Wilhomey actually reviewed Bob Mar- Bob Bob, 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 Bob. Bob. Bob, Bob Wilhomie. I, I yeah. <laughs> I, call, I think I called him Bill a couple of times in the interview, Bill.
0: too. Yeah. Um, I You have a good buddy named Bill.
1: Bill. Bob Wilhelmi um, did a wonderful article about Mark's Hawk Fables, Anew, and New. To and today, you know, one of the it's things... It's really like,
0: a great photo. You yeah. you got it on page 14, uh-huh. and it's online, too. But there's a great photo of you and YY in the paper today, and it's really fantastic. It's I, 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 I still,
2: I think even though I'm turning 80, that I'm better looking than he is. <laughs>
0: Well, he's fifty years younger than you. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. he's got fifty he, years. He's like
2: actually that. thirty-three or thirty-four, like 33, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When I came to the bagel shop, I was twenty-eight.
0: Wow. When we asked him, he was on the show. He came in. And we, we asked, asked him, him when was his birthday. I, was, I don't. I yeah. Don't, how old are you? I don't know. I don't
1: know. Well, he just had an, his fourth <laughs> baby, so he's probably a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. So he's working really hard. In fact, you know we. We, in the past, have had some issues with the ordering. I've actually got the ordering down pack now. I order online through the Clover system. Okay. And now, the day I went up to YY and I said, I know you want me to tell you when things are not perfect. So here's a question I have. (laughs) It's not clear when I order online if I get to skip the line and go straight up to the front and say my order is done. He said, well, we have a sign that says order and pickups. I said, yeah, but if I order online, why should I have to wait in line? The idea is that I've... I've you jumped know, the that's line.
0: that's a great point and they should have like a little He's gonna place. He's going to have a, a sign. Yeah. Here's the station for people. That's what they have at Lululemon.
1: Up. You can go and pick your stuff up at the In door at Lululemon.
2: When I was there when I was there they would just always come over to me because I was there enough and I, I'd let them get their orders. No, yeah. but they yeah. should
0: be like a little place where the prepared orders that stuff are that online stuff that was online well,
2: should be right maybe, there. Maybe maybe the, the people are, maybe the customers have changed but most of the customers didn't wait in line. They well,
1: now you have to because of COVID, and he's got those spots there. And, yeah, and they were really, to, today, yes, it was out the door of the line. And I got there, and oh, I'm like, really. oh, no, because if I don't feed Ted on time and I get here Ted late, gets oh, my hangry. God, I get in and oh. go, where have you been? What are you doing? you? <laughs> <laughs> and and so, by the
2: way, Ted wanted me to call you in order something from me but i said no
1: oh yeah
2: i didn't want to put any more stress on you
1: it's a lot of stress yeah. i get in there and i'm like wait a second i got i gotta get i gotta get to ted i gotta get to 10 but anyway this article is really good it does talk it and, he, really and he good. says to in and, and, and yy says please have patience we're learning but he also over well, over.
0: there's a couple of things i wanted to go over with the article okay one of them is they now have an Asiago cheese bagel and that's that's uh it's 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 that started and that, and all, and so Bob. Did,
2: us, what I want to know is when did they get a kosher asiago? Ox, they must, must be. I think he had to mix something up. If you okay. read the article, mm. I just okay. I skimmed it, but I think he had okay. to mix something up to make well it for taste the
1: fake it. bacon. he's He's got a mixture in there, too. Okay. All right,
0: well, Bob tried the uh, asiago with a smoked salmon, capers, and onions, and said that combination was really tasty. I think
2: if you look, read it, he has some. Mix so some cheese. It. He okay. mixed some cheese with something else. It was kosher, and something else it was kosher. Just like the bacon.
0: Well, you got fake and bacon. He told this me that the bacon maple. He one. had
2: a couple of complaints about that. About from the rap, map.
0: I'm sure because yeah. it's well. There's this concept of putting a fence around the, t-
2: the south side.
1: Okay, well, I'm I'm from the north side. The south side. Yeah, I was from the
2: ghetto. She, she
0: doesn't. Mm-hmm. This is the first time she's really ever associated with some riff rap. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the I was <laughs> born at fifty
2: eight hundred <laughs> Normal Boulevard. It's on my okay. it's on my birth certificate. Okay, and it's in the south side, which is really. Nobody we didn't got. know you were from Chicago. Nobody, See, this is
0: a missing piece of the puzzle. Well, I'm from
2: Chicago, lived in Cincinnati, and, and moved how to Kentucky. Get,
0: how did you get from Chicago to Cincinnati?
2: I think my father got through out of Chicago, came to Cincinnati. <laughs> Throne,
1: the real thrown, estate thrown, was better here. Thrown out, thrown out. The real well, estate was better here. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, all right, so... Uh, Moving the right so along. on, we
1: have a very busy page eighteen, and I've got okay. a lot of people oh, I talk right, to. Right, right, but right. I want to go back to um, a couple weeks ago. Carol Hershenson had done a quick article about a country club, and uh-huh. you connected me up with her blobber, and I had a wonderful conversation with right, him right. about the beginning of Hillcrest and Crest Hills, yeah. uh, country club in the Jewish country, and it's a lot of information. So I'm just going to do a quick blurb now. But I would like to go through and either work with Carol. on okay. doing something about the country club since. This this. This was her find, um, and give her this information, and also, and then maybe we could talk about it again. But he was a wealth of information. Um, He grew up in Cincinnati. His father was Arthur. His mother was Adele. Um, she's also from Cincinnati. They were both born in America. and Married in 1931, and he is 89 years old. And he is sharp as uh, sharp, and he can use the internet. And, and, and his, he's been. Do- his
0: daughter went to Warner Hills. With, I, she went to Warner Hills. With you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, because yeah, we he didn't quite get the connection. Oh, he's I'm living talking in Florida. About myself again. Yeah, it's okay. Do that. He, we, he he told <laughs> me that he's. He no. said <laughs> he's living.
2: You sort of sound like a politician. I know.
1: <laughs> so he's living right now in Venice, Florida. I said I leave off the Florida part and make it look like he was really a world traveler well, he with
0: called, He called because I He reads your I newspaper
1: okay, from cover to cover. Okay. And,
0: and, and maybe he listen to the podcast cuz he called up and He's he said, going to. Okay, I want to uh fill you in on you I heard about this whole thing and, and He's really and, good and with I the research. I to call you up. And, yeah, uh, so he did, he called up. So what so. we
1: had had um from around 1939 or so it said a number of Jewish business and professional men are arranging for the establishment of a country club Being obtained Uh, options on the farm of Albert Weinrich, east of the city. And it said, the editor's notes is, I have been unable to identify this country club. It is not LaSanneville Country Club, and it's not Crest Ah, Hill. So um, (laughs) so he he was able to talk about that with us.
0: There's a mask right by the door if you want a mask.
1: Anyway, um, so I wanted to go through that with you and talk about um, that we will get back to him. But there was a tremendous amount of information
0: on that. Cheryl Pacros is picking oh, up some books.
1: So, Cheryl Pacros is our book reviewer yes, for the American yes, Israelites. Yes. Would you like to say hello, Cheryl?
4: Hello, oh, this is Cheryl Poprose, <laughs> your trusted book reviewer for the American Israelites.
0: Very good, very good. So. All right, so we're on page, uh, from the pages. Keep going, Julie.
1: So we're on, uh, so the beginning is the one you like to always read about, okay. Sam, our friend Samuel Brule. Right, He's right, definitely right. our friend, and he is the great-great-grandfather of Trip Wolf.
0: So in the beginning of 18, and this is from in the beginning, 1854, uh, from July 21, 1854, Uh, The Israelitist Institution of Cincinnati by Samuel Brühl continued, "...they, the synagogues of the United Brethren of Ray Street, intend in a short time erecting a substantial synagogue, having now over 100 members, with every appearance of a rapid increase. The vicinity surrounding this place of worship is densely populated with German families used to the Ashkenaz minhag religious practices." Um, from July 21, 1854.
1: and of course, one hundred and fifty years ago, there's two articles this about is really Hanukkah. Interesting.
0: That, that's what you want to do. One of Okay, ahead, so go local ahead. Hanukkah
1: it's, it's, festivals. It's interesting. At the vestry rooms of the Mound Street Temple, the pupils of the Mound Street Temple Sabbath School, to the number of two hundred, held the annual festival on Wednesday evening, the twenty first, in accordance with a praiseworthy custom which was instituted by the congregation several years ago which has been kept up very regularly, that of giving an entertainment at least once a year to the children attending the Sabbath school. And then here's Carol's note. The Mound Street Temple of this state is KKB, Benny Israel, now right, more Rockdale. commonly known as Rockdale. Right. And then below it, there's also a party from Plum Street Temple. Well,
0: that should be Wise Temple.
1: Yeah, which is Wise Temple. And then she also has a note that this one is KKB in Right. now also Isaac Wise. So that's, that's very interesting. They both began with this KK thing. Um, hmm which is Kel-Kahol or something.
0: No, Kahilus, kadosh kahilis, uh, isn't that, It's a, a holy congregation of uh, Israel, something, yeah. something to that effect.
1: And she also picked out a very, very funny ad that says, what's your husband's work? Does he have to do anything as hard as working, washing, and scrubbing? And it goes on to talk about this. Uh, millions now use per line. have to read
2: the whole ad.
1: Well, it's okay. I'll read it. Okay, you read it.
2: Okay, what's your husband's work? <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> Take it over.
1: It's okay.
0: Uh, does he have to do anything as hard as your washing and scrubbing? It can't be. What can a man do that's as hard for most men as this constant horse house drudgery is for most women? If he has any sympathy for you, tell him to get you some... Pearline. Sympathy is all very well, but it's Pearline, not sympathy, that you want for washing and cleaning. Nothing what is that? else. Nothing else that's safe to use will save you so much downright hard work at the wash tub or about the house. It saves m- money too. Saves the ruinous wear on clothes and paint from needless scrubbing.
1: So, again, what we talked about in the past has been that their writing was different than our writing. Right. They were a little bit more verbose. They had a lot more uh, large words in their sentences. It was a little bit more formal. It's kind of a
0: hard-hitting ad, right to the point. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't horse around.
1: Right. It was the men do nothing, and the women are scrubbing down to their... We just
0: go to work every day.
2: You want to know the truth? I had custody of my children from first marriage for a while before I got remarried, and I would rather go to work than take care of the house and the kids. (laughs) And I think women deserve a lot of credit for what they do.
1: Thank you. Good for you, John. I
2: do actually think they deserve more credit than we, as men normally give them. Having a certain thing about it, I don't think women get enough credit just staying home and well
1: i remind barry daily and then <laughs> sure when he's home on sure. the weekends it's hourly i'll give you my
2: phone number you can tell him to call me but <laughs> i actually i actually believe what women staying home it's harder for them to stay home than it is for them to go out and get a job yeah and i've talked to well, some nowadays, women said, nowadays and some women a lot of women will say it was a lot easier it was a lot easier going out and getting a job than it is staying at home taking care of the kids
0: All right, so uh, 125 years ago, you have the ladies' column. The ladies'
1: column, and it says... One of our favorites. One of our favorites, absolutely. One of the most difficult dresses to plan is a party dress for a miss. Not to have it so elaborate as to suggest young ladyhood, and not to make it so childish that the girl will feel overgrown and out of place in it. And though girls of that age are not in society, yet there are events which demand their presence. Soft tints of cashmere and pink, green or blue, are desirable for this purpose. So are the f- pretty Italian silks and India. fine...
4: India. India.
1: silks and fine French chelles. Very full elbow puff sleeves are made for these dresses, and unless the arm is shapely, a fall of chiffon, mousseline de sole, which is like a silk uh, muslin or lace, will be found very desirable to cover the long stretch of wrist that with many girls of that age extends well up towards the elbow. <laughs> I mean. We know that the lady's calm. She's very opinionated. She knows her style. She knows her food. She knows how to
0: behave. Right. Well, we only read some of these. And, you know, if you want to read the full article, go to page 18 and read the full entire article. And it's this is every week. I mean, people love this page. And, in fact, you know, our good friend Pam Sakes, it, right. this used to be only, um, I used to just a do. A couple of columns. Uh, right, right. And I, we expand it to a full page. And um, that was just not like before, right before we started well, doing the podcast well,
1: for me, the best part is i get I get this at Tuesday about two o 'clock in the afternoon, one to two o 'clock, and I start going through it and like pick out. I just pick out names and people so that make, that, that right, interesting, start, and right. I start making calls, and the best part is I get to interview some of the most wonderful, everybody has a story. And I, and today, it's, it's, it's
0: true, that, that everybody is true. Has Everybody has a story, and so 75
1: story. years ago, there's two births here, and I was able to get, so happy birthday to begin with, to Paul Youngs, okay. and uh, and we'll go through Paul Youngs, and then also to Ruth Lichtenberg, anyway, so... And she's out in California. It says here, the first one is 75 years ago, Jewish hospital births include Mr. and Mrs. Eugene Youngs, Laura Inglauer, of 1262 Herschel, a son is born. And uh, I started doing some research.
0: But it doesn't say who he is.
1: No, so okay. I had to do my research. Okay. So okay. it took me a, a little bit of time, but I, I found out that it is a Paul Youngs. He okay. is a Ph.D. in psychology. He and his wife, Linda, have a, a, a psychology uh a Business practice practice practice, in Philadelphia, and he is very happy. He actually, I got hold of him, and I, again, a mazel tov on his birthday. It's today. Um, And uh, I talked to his sister, Susan, who lives in Hamilton, and she told me that Paul was a wonderful, wonderful baby brother, and he's married to a wonderful gal, and they have two children, and Paul told me about the two children, and uh, both of them are adopted and doing very well, Uh, uh, one from Romania and one from Russia. Okay. And he went to Williams College. He also served in the army during Vietnam, and he was in Germany. And he was in the air, air artillery filed fire direction, and he was an occupational s- specialist. And he came home, and he was working and teaching French because for one year his so his father let's let's backtrack his father Eugene, who's written here, right, was an FBI agent. Well, and he did a lot of secret work. And in the beginning, <laughs> they were traveling all over the United States, and finally. Um, Eugene didn't want to travel anymore, so he took a post in Cincinnati, and he settled his family down here. He had met his wife actually in Wisconsin. She's from the Inglauer family, like Dr. Arnie Inglauer. Okay. okay. Okay, so she has a large family here. And they settled here in Cincinnati, and he worked in the FBI, and he also was a lawyer. He went to Harvard Law School. Um, But Paul got to go to France for a year. And after that year, he, he actually was at Walnut Hills before that, and after that year, he went back to France, okay. and he studied in France, and then he went and worked at a prep school. He taught fr- French for 10 years in a pe- prep school, and then he went on to Temple University to get his Ph.D., um, and he met his wife there. Uh, but this is a wonderful, interesting family. Laura Inglauer, the mother, she taught English in the Cincinnati Public Schools for many years. Okay. Um, he believes that the Sammy Locker, reme- and she taught remedial reading, his sister also was a school teacher in Eng- and um, went to school in English. So this is a wonderful family. They've made a lot of contributions. They had a brother, John, who uh, went to Harvard and then went to Georgetown Law School. Unfortunately, he passed away young a few oh. years ago, but he was a lawyer and made a lot of also contributions. Eugene himself was very involved in the Cincinnati Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, well,
0: that's probably when it started back then.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of information that pe- the Israelite did a lot of following of him because he was so cool for being great, in the FBI. A really
0: a great newspaper, isn't it? In yeah, a lot of ways. So and I y- know somebody else that studied in France, but I'm not allowed to bring that up, and I'm not allowed to talk. Was to that it. you? <laughs>
1: you can bring it up. You can bring <laughs> well, it up.
0: I'll get in trouble with the boss. Huh. <laughs> All right. So, so in uh, the
1: meantime, uh, again, Paul, Dr. Paul Youngs, and his wife Linda own Young Psychological Services Therapy for individuals and couples. Now, below that is right. another interesting story. So it was this is Leah and Leo and Hilda Lichtenberg, and I was stumped a little bit by this because there was a rabbi in Cincinnati, Rabbi Leo Lichtenberg. So he was ordained in 1940. He came from Germany, right. and according to his daughter Ruth. He was one of the first class of rabbinical students at HUC that were brought here out of Germany, that HUC to save them from the Holocaust. There was a class of young Jewish men, German men, and they were called like the German boys right, right. at HUC, starting at rabbinical school, and they had come from a very progressive and enlightened seminary in Germany. Uh. Um, so her father was a rabbi at this time, and I'm shocked that he went by Mister Leo Lichtenberg. That's kind of what. Um, told me. Um, okay. He was for a long time. He was a chaplain in the U.S. Air Force, um, and a, and in the Korean War, he was. And so they moved around a lot. And he was born in Rockstock, Germany, and uh, he came earned his secondary education in Berlin. Now, she, his daughter Ruth, is actually Leah Ruth, and she was seventy five on <coughs> December seventeenth. And she has also a very interesting history. So her father had taken them all to Israel when he was on sabbatical as a rabbi. And while she was in Israel, she probably decided she liked Israel. And she went back for a year of study in Israel um, after going to Queens College. And then she came back, and she met her husband, actually, um, in Israel. It was At that time, he was a, med- he was a rabbinical student, Michael Cook.
4: Okay.
1: And they, they came back to Cincinnati, where he finished rabbinical school. And she then went on to school at UC, became a lawyer. Mm. And then to further her education this is the second person we've heard this about. Right. Well she went and got a library science degree so she was the librarian uh. at the UC library for many years and then when her children grew up she had three they had three children. Right. I believe it was two boys and one girl. Uh, she went and started traveling around with her degree and she ended up in California and mm. she said that she lives in, in San Diego. Mm. It's a wonderful Jewish community. I had right. a, a wonderful conversation with her. Um she told me all about her father, which I would love to elaborate on, but we don't have enough time. And her mother also came from Germany. Her mother's name was Hilda. And it's just a, a wonderful story. It's so This is the best part of the From the Pages is when I get to call right, and talk right. to these, these wonderful people. All right, so I so. want to thank both of them and wish them both a Mazel Tov on being 75.
0: Right. Um, so uh, Dr. and Mrs. Morris Mark... Uh, Forest Park Avenue announced the bar mitzvah of their son, David, 50 years ago. So David Mark. I couldn't Um, find
1: anything about him. I tried. I tried.
0: And then uh, I want to skip a couple of these 50, but on, if you want to do something on the 50, but...
1: Well, um, what was interesting on the 50s, it says our son, Eli Mayer, will be called to the Torah. So this was Eli Mayer Indich. It was Rabbi Indich's son. Uh So I wasn't able to get hold of him, but it is his son, Eli... Who also became a rabbi and came back here to Cincinnati after he was, did some work in Chicago right, right. to be a rabbi right. under uh, Rabbi Indisch. Now, he did not stay for a long time. Right. I believe he went back to Chicago. Right. But um, he did have, he did help his father a lot. There was a lot of reference to him in the Israelite for a number of years in yes. the 80s.
2: When I first came to the bagel shop, Rabbi Andish used to take walks a lot. And he would open up the bagel shop store door and he'd say, if I could just get this many people at the synagogue, I could get a minion, is that what they called it? A minion, yeah. yeah. And he would do that every Saturday. Every Saturday. He would just walk by, open up the door and look around and just say, if I could just get this many people. And it was kind of interesting. Well,
1: I believe he was really a, a Rabbi David Indich was a very beloved rabbi he for was. all those
0: he years. He was. He was. Everybody yeah, a liked manor.
2: him. He was. Everybody loved the
0: guy. Yeah. And if I heard stories that if – I was on the – I can't bring that up. I'm not allowed to bring up – anyway. um, See how it feels when someone
1: tells you not to talk about something? I'm not allowed to talk about my children, so I say people that I – First, or people who lived in my house for 30 years now if
2: my wife told me i wasn't allowed to talk about something i would talk about it more probably i have that i have that deficiency
0: well i understand that rabbi indich um if you were like he had regulars that went to his golf manor and if you didn't show up he would like call you up like the next day that where is were actually, you why were you not at shul yesterday are you sick is there something wrong with you if not you better be at shul <laughs> you he was need to show he was up. quite
2: an interesting character
0: he's he's, he's mm. a funny guy Sounds well,
1: like you know, under 10 years ago, we also mentioned well, Rabbi... I want to do 25. Okay, you do 25, but I just want right, to know so that when we go ahead, there's going to be a mention of Rabbi
0: come yes. back, We'll come back to that. So, attorney... Su- this is this 25 years ago? Oh, yeah, Susan, this is good. Attorney Susan Dillard expects to be a federal judge within a week. Delot, who has practiced law at Graden Head, and Ritchie since 1979, was confirmed for judgeship in the United States District Court for the Southern District of Ohio by the United States Senate last Friday evening as she watched the proceedings on C-SPAN, and she's married to Stan Chesley,
1: right? And I believe I may be wrong, so I could be corrected if someone tells me I'm wrong. Um, wasn't she in a Clinton appointment?
0: Yes, she was a Clinton appointment. Yeah, she's Stan still Chesley, on the bench. Stan Chesley
2: Stan- was very—he had a, a, a
1: fundraiser a, for
2: fundraiser for Clinton. Clinton he, I remember that. Yeah, he was very uh, very interested. He invited me, and I never went because really? of, because of the bagel shop and. Uh, I was busy, and he asked me why didn't you come in. I said, "Well, you didn't say you had a vegetarian meal. I was just joking, actually."
0: You know, I haven't seen Stan in a couple of years. I mean, uh, it's been we used to uh, go to lunch once in a while. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Paul, and I and Stan would meet for lunch at the Bagel Shop. No, no. we would meet at different places, but yeah. Uh, um, and I always <laughs> got fish.
2: The places but, uh, are not mentionable. We'll say <laughs> can't mention
0: them, but uh, but we fish I on a cold them. plate. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen. Them. And a paper plate. Well I think um, they're I keeping a low profile. A
1: Do you remember that their home was robbed recently and she was that was no,
0: that's like you, five, six years
2: ago. Yeah, but
1: ago. she was pushed down the stairs, I believe. He, yeah. Yeah.
2: You gave me Stan Chesley's phone number. Now Stan Chesley at one time yeah. when we we used to have a little band that played Jewish music in the, uh-huh. the front of the bagel shop. Yeah, yeah. In Blue Ash. And Stan Chesley one time he gave me a cowboy hat. It was his so I called it you gave me the phone number. I called him up yeah. and he just seemed like he was very not not himself. You yeah, know, lost um, it a little bit, you know. Yeah. He didn't realize who I was, I don't think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. <sighs> Sad. All right, so uh three community leaders have been elected to the board of directors of the National Conference of Christians and Jews. David Wolf, Michael Hawkins and Judge Melba Marsh were each elected to three-year terms. That's 25 years ago.
1: Wow, and I believe there's at least Melba Marsh is Still living?
0: She is. She just ran for judge and I don't think she won. I think, it was I
1: don't the first
0: think time she got she reelected. Won. Yeah. Um, all wow. right,
1: so 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Rabbi David Indich, um, spiritual leader of the Golf Manor Synagogue for 37 years, whose active role in all aspects of the Cincinnati community uh, endeared him to the individuals of all walks of life, will be remembered on the occasion of his 20th yard site on Tuesday, January 4th, 2011 at 615 yeah,
0: so so I, he died in... He died in uh, the 80s. No, he died in 20, uh, 1991. Oh, This is 2020 okay.
1: You're right, years.
4: 1991.
0: We were in 1991. 20th yard site, so he passed away uh, around January 4th of
1: 1991. Yeah. So, yep. He
0: was well-loved in this community, very well-loved.
2: It was a sad day for the synagogue and for the whole community.
0: Well, to uh, end, on Julie, a happy
2: note. I, I want to say one thing, Julie. Right. I I don't think you realize this. You might not know this. I think he might. Are you aware that I was honored by the Jewish community, Orthodox community, as being a righteous gentile?
1: I think I remember that. What year was that? Not
0: that long ago. And you also honored by Jewish at na- JNF. But yeah. go back to your original. But
2: story. It, I like the <laughs> the righteous gentile thing is very interesting. Though it was I don't know when was that. It had to be about twenty years ago. I was here. Yeah. Was
0: all there. right, so. Well, um, we
1: have our new column. We have a
0: new column by, uh, by Dr. Ken Mangus, uh, forensic psychology columnist.
1: He's talking about the new normal, grief and all its
0: variables. And uh, so after you read the article and you have any questions, and there's people always have questions for a psychologist. Yeah. Um, so you want to write to him at psychology at com, and he will respond to you because we all have questions about, you know,
2: well, I got my wife's got a master degree in psychology. She was in the Peace Corps and, that, and I think that's why she married me because she figured I was a good case. That yeah, she trying to write could about a case you. study. <laughs> a case study, and I don't think that she could ever. <laughs> she could never write the case, the whole thing out. Every time she started writing, I changed. I think.
1: So I know we skip my article, and we're not going to talk about. But I want right. to apologize in advance for the two typos that I left in there. Uh, you um, had two typos? I have two I, typos. I saw
0: a couple, and I fixed. Yeah, I had
1: two <laughs> typos. I listen. I was on the treadmill editing it, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. you you can't do that. No, I, you can't. No, you can't it's really that. hard to multitask.
0: And, and, and you, Especially because you've got to have all your proper lululemon stuff on. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it constricts you a little bit.
0: <laughs> Obviously, it's affecting your blood flow or something like that. Yeah,
1: so I know right. that it's one big and not big one, and I know that the <laughs> the should not be in a shot. So
0: Okay, so you want to correct that I right want to correct those okay. right now okay. and let we'll you know that them. I know right. that those are there. So uh, we have a couple of death notices and so a couple of obituaries. Um Alice Jaffe Zipkin's obituary. She passed away, oh, about... September her, 11th. Okay, and um, so G- uh, her son Jeff uh, wrote this, and um, um, it's it's really a very touching, moving, uh, accurate, and uh, descriptive...
1: And she was uh, a resident at Cedar Village. She, she was, was a friend of my mother-in-law's.
0: Yeah, right, I used to see her out there all the time, too. Yeah, And yeah.
1: she left a wonderful legacy, a yeah. lot of wonderful, wonderful family and... A lot of grandchildren. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, she
1: lived a full life.
0: And also Melvin Gallant, um, a longtime resident of Cincinnati, uh, most recently from Aspen, and most recently Boulder, Colorado. Um, And so, Melvin is the uh, father of um, Naomi Rubin.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And uh, and there's other and and Naomi is AJC. She's from the Uh, AJC. Right, right, she's right, 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 Cincinnati AJC, right. Yes. So we want to. uh,
1: uh, Go through the names. Right,
0: and may their memory be for a blessing. Uh, Shirley Cantor-Bear, age 85, December twentieth, twenty 2020, 6, Tevet,
1: 5781. Agnes Loeb, age 83, December twentieth, twenty 2020, 5th of Tevet,
0: 5781. Phyllis Mitz age 98 december 20th 2020 5 tevit 5781
1: melvin gallant age 89 december 11th 2020 the 25th of kislev 5781
0: and michael james Smolkin, uh, age 89 december 3rd 2020 17 kislev 5781 is there a connection between... I'm
1: wondering, but I don't think I got anything from Edith Israel, so I don't know if this is a relative of, of Rabbi Smolkin, right. his father or an right. uncle. We need to look into that. Yeah, we, we will check into that. Connection. But may their memories be...
0: Um, ...we do uh, wish their family the best and um, um, that we share in their loss... Uh,
1: you know now there's all these rules for funerals. A friend of mine's mother passed away, right. and she was told if they wanted to go to the cemetery, not only do they have to bring their own chairs, but they have to bring their own shovels. Really? Yes. Told to bring her own shovel. Uh, I, mean, I was at one. I, did, I
2: just left a. But that wasn't a Cincinnati. Right. I was at a, I was it wasn't it. It wasn't it right.
1: a wild funeral home. Okay. It was out of town. But bring your own shovel. That should be I like one
2: in Northern Kentucky this morning. Right. That's My what they told daughter's them. father-in-law passed, passed right. away, and. Right. It, they, Did nobody he have COVID? Hit, no, he uh, he kind of just died as an unhappy guy and had some problems and yeah. physical and mental, I think. But uh, he uh, it was just normal. They said fifty people were allowed to yeah. show up. Wow! And I thought that was kind of high. Well,
1: that's Kentucky, you know.
2: Yeah, well, no, that's, that's true. Not was a, it, I mean, sometimes no, some of those there's definitely some uh, of those cities they can't find fifty people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but to, i think that's gonna be my you know bring your own shovel when instead of bring your own b-y-o-b it's b-y but nobody oh, brought that's... chairs
2: nobody everybody just came and yeah his son talked and his uh he had somebody to speak from the screen home and hmm,
0: that's sad all right so let's finish the show on a good note happy note a uh, happy note uh this is the joke of the week for 12 2020 uh, from 101 Classic Jewish Jokes, Jewish Humor from Groucho Marx, to Jerry Seinfeld by Robert Menchin. All right, so are you ready? Here mm-hmm. we go. Little Benny didn't say a word for the first six years of his life. On his seventh birthday, his mother made him a cup of cocoa. Benny took a sip and suddenly said, "This is hor- this cocoa is terrible. His parents were astonished. You can talk. Why did you wait so long, they asked we replied, up to now, everything's been okay. Oh,
1: that's cute. Yeah, one of, one of the children that I delivered, that isn't my children, but I delivered them, that I'm not allowed to talk about, that person didn't talk either.
0: <laughs> they didn't talk for, what, six, seven years? Yeah,
1: they didn't talk. No, they didn't talk a lot when they were little, and now they talk a lot. Yes, so,
0: yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... It's been a wonderful having you as our guest. It was wonderful yeah. having Rabbi Drew Kaplan as our guest. And, Always entertaining when the bagel man is with us.
0: A pop-in and a, 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 a pop-in pop pop
1: by Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl The, re,
2: she, the reason I drank the Manischief wine <laughs> is yeah. because in the Catholic Church. You feel guilty. No, in the Catholic Church, they mix the Manischaf of wine with water.
1: The holy water? Uh.
2: With water and uh, i was wondering if it tastes the same it's a little stronger oh so this was a science test yeah it was a little stronger yeah but i have actually never drank anything other than
0: where did you get that blackberry wine at kroger like, oh okay you buy it okay. at kroger
1: yeah well, it's, it's it's when they're very fine wine yeah, i i
0: like it i like it a Do lot you like that yeah, stuff yeah you know before yeah and
1: before i and before i pour into the kiddish cup i always make sure it's good so i have a cup before i like pre party before yeah
0: what's the alcohol content in that uh, i have no idea
1: I don't know. I don't know any of this. stuff. alcohol volume,
0: 11%. 11%. See, yeah. that's what I thought. That's, yeah. There you go. Is, yeah, that so was, is that a good? Well, 11% compared to grain alcohol, which is like 80%, 90%, oh. it's kind of low. A beer is usually, what, uh, 3.32? Remember? Like 3.2 at 6%. Or yeah. 6. Um, some of the craft beers that you get, like, at a... When
2: nine, they came up with 3.2, so like most people six that six. drank beer... Thought it was water. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They well, they used to serve, they
1: serve at the dorms right. in Wisconsin. Right, right you at the get dorms. The right, dorms
0: right, used to right, to get right, that in Wisconsin. Right, 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 Exactly, yeah.
1: So we want yeah. to thank the staff again yes, at yes. the American Israelite, Melissa and Carol and all the staff that work here, Yossi, everybody who makes it possible for us to put on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we are going to, if it's the end of the year, it's our last for the secular new year. Yep. It is a show about the person of the year, and we're going to find a guest again to have on. Okay,
0: so we're going to actually have several people of the year.
1: Yeah, several people, people of the year, the year and then, then we're
0: made an impact this past year
2: in twenty twenty. Was that in the Time Magazine? 100? Well, we do our own. We do our own. The American oh, this is, is like, this is going to be kinda, a, we'll an own.
1: award that people in the community are going to want. This is going to be really a much coveted. The uh,
0: Julie <laughs> is leading the charge on this. As long as she's she's been drinking that Manischewitz blackberry yeah. wine. It tastes that's, good, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's very good. But we're, this, this is going to be an award that's going to be coveted. They're going to, like, talk about it all year. Who is it going to be this year? Who is it going to be? This is the first year that you've done it, and we're going to do it you know, on the podcast. That's we're going to make idea. the announcements. Yeah, no. And we're going to give good. them an award and everything. Yeah. They're going to be right. just so honored. So
0: thanks for joining us. And uh, this one ran a little bit long. But, but everybody, Shabbat Shalom.
1: And Shavuot for a good week. We'll see you in a week.